nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So welcome to the Zika Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. I have today, I have today, why do I start off my show sometimes? I just can't seem to talk. I don't know what happens, <laughs> but today I have uh, Scott Gazzoli, my Italian brother from Let's another go. mother, the fantastic host of Causing the Effect podcast. He's going to tell you a lot more about that podcast. It's a fantastic show. You got to check it out. Got to check it out. And he's a stand-up comedian too. I need to catch one of his shows and I... Uh, step over there in Manhattan. But what we're going to talk about in this episode, the growth mindset, right? Mindset, that mind. I, you know how much I like to tinker with that mind, right? Have it grow and function optimal. We're going to talk about mind and fitness. Here goes that mind again. Modern psychology. Because yeah, there's a lot that we need to uncover there. How to transform your mind. Here it goes. This is a mind episode, right? all about being at that next level and whatever craziness my Italian brother is going to come up with today. <laughs> and with that being said, let's get into the episode. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing good, my brother. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I'm excited. How are we doing? I'm jealous you're going to Jamaica next week. This is like, this is good timing. Good timing. I know I'm going to be gone. Well, by the time this podcast, this episode comes out, it's, uh, it's going to be after, but yeah. Gone for two weeks. Gone for two weeks. I'm going to be playing my guitar on the beach for the whole two weeks. That's my plan. You need that, brother. That's the, that's the dream. That's the dream. That's the dream. I'm making the money off this podcast. I can do that every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, tell us about yourself, man. Tell us about your work. Yeah, man. So uh, everybody buckle up. It's, it's a long, it's a long, long story. And, you know, you're going to get a kick out of some of these other things. You go, um, you know, my podcast has become, I would say it's like my passion. It's my purpose. And I really look at myself like a vessel um, of knowledge. I'm here just to take in some knowledge and share with people. Um, The goal of my podcast is to really become the most authentic version of yourself through those three basic ways, health, mindset, fitness. That's one piece that the, the, the uh, spirituality side as well. And um, the reason why this whole thing kind of started for me was I noticed in, in Western culture, particularly in New York City, everybody's focused on money, power, women, booze, drinking, all that good stuff. I've done that. I can tell you that's not the answer. Um, I really try to ba- balance my podcast off what the Egyptians focused on, which was called the Logos, which that they, they would call the Pharaoh, the high of, of Logos, which is really rationality, common sense, being pragmatic, wisdom. In our, in our case, it would be psychology um, and things like that. So on my podcast, you'll hear a bunch of different topics. Um, I have neuroscientists on. I have psychologists on. I have uh, mental mental health coaches on. Um, it's kind of a mix of everything. I would call it like a spirituality Joe Rogan type flavor. But my journey, um, like I wouldn't be where I was today without fitness. Once I really believed in myself and like started changing my body. And this is why the the 
I think uh, the, the the material world I call it, when you change your body and you really believe it, like wow, I physically changed something. It kind of just opens your mind to other things. So I could tell you, like I would not be as successful I am today. I would not be as happy, as calm, as everywhere if I didn't go through that those struggles of being overweight. I was up to 200, 270 pounds uh, when I was eighteen years old. The doctor came to me and said, "Listen, everything is through the roof. You're going to get diabetes." So I got scared straight. Um, ended up going on a lot of roller coaster rides of not knowing what I'm doing. Uh, just stopped eating for like two years, lost about 80, 90 pounds, um, doing it the wrong way. And uh, I said, wow, if I can get super skinny, why can't we start building muscle? So now you're catching me on my journey, 190 pounds or about 10% body fat, super fit. Uh, I love it. And I, I could, you know, pick your poisons, Zeke, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to, you want to talk about, I'm ready to go. So you just gave me a whole lot of stuff to really unpack there, my brother, a whole lot of stuff. Because uh, for one, the spiritual Joe Rogan, I'm, I'm interested in that. Kind of talk about what does that really mean? Yes. So this let's I, I now listen, I'm a big proponent of self-development, right? And I'm sure we're all going to talk about that. It's part of the growth mindset. That's great. But there's two sides to this puzzle. And again, it comes back to Western culture. We're taught to constantly do, do, do. Let's keep going. Hit your goal, set them. Hit your goal, set them. Lose weight, look sexy, get the likes, get the follows, all that stuff. That's cool. But equally, as equally that's important is the other side of it. And you can look at this like the yin and yang, the, the masculine energy, the feminine energy, look at it, whatever we want to call it, black and white. When I say black, it implies white. When I say white, it implies black. For all that doing and all that, that stuff, there's the equal side of stillness being presence, your quality of consciousness, the quality of your life come down to your consciousness. For me, I'm a big consciousness guy. I spent uh, the last three years kind of doing so much. And I think for people who are listening, you have to pick which which one you fall in. Usually one of us will be better at one or the other. Um, I don't know what kind of guy you are, Zika, but I would guess you're successful. You're a mover. You're a shaker. Doing stuff is easy. Usually for people that, that it's easy to, to kind of go, it's harder for them to stop and be able to slow down and understand, well, well why am I doing this? What am I doing this? Am I, enjoy, am I actually enjoying life? And through the growth of my podcast, through growth of making money, I realized in my 20s, I was just kind of flying off the, you're just flying. You keep worrying about about the future version of yourself. You're worrying about where you want to be in five years. And, and I learned um, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, keeping myself in the moment and being able to balance both of these things, which is not an easy task. Sometimes I'll fail at it, is the key to my life. And I feel like it's, it's I'm here to give more of a modern spin on things, almost like an urban shaman in a way, to help people get through these things. Because once you go down this personal development side, People will just, you could be stuck on that, that wheel if you don't understand. Listen, you're kind of where we are, we are meant to be this way and you're supposed to be successful. And I'm not saying don't, but you have to keep that present, keep that stillness, keep that calmness near you at all times to truly be successful and enjoy life. Wow, that's fantastic. Because now you give me more stuff to unpack, right? <laughs> I have a doctor coming on the show in uh, a few weeks. I think it's going to be May, I believe it's going to be released, or maybe late April. And uh, he writes a book on adrenaline and the only book out there that he, that specifically talks about adrenaline and mental health. And it's a fantastic book. I'm still in the middle of it. I'm even learning a lot of stuff by reading the book. And he was talking about movers and shakers, like you were saying, right? And I was, I'm in that category. I'm always going, moving, doing like multiple things at one time, trying to, you know, divide my energy as much as much as I could, getting things done, finding ways to make things more efficient, efficient. but it is hard to turn it off. And he attributes adrenaline to that. And that's adrenaline has excess adrenaline, how it can impact our sleep. 
keep her cortisol high, keep her blood pressures too high, impact her mental health. It can even cause ADD or ADHD. Like a lot of times you take a child who you say they have ADHD, right? Or they even being diagnosed. And they're in school. Actually, I don't think they can diagnose until they're 18. I'm not exactly 100% sure, but they're in school. They can't seem to focus, but you put them in front of a computer and they will click away and just won't talk and just focus and work on that because you're giving them something to be active on to constantly mm-hmm. work. So that's excess adrenaline that we don't recognize. We just think, oh, now he has something to work on. That's going to keep him quiet. And that creates more of an issue because that becomes a coping mechanism for that child instead of addressing the excess adrenaline. So then as they get older, they start to, they become, they can become even really successful geniuses, work hard. But then the flip side of that, like people on Wall Street, right? Like remember the movie, The Wolf, on, the Wolf of Wall Street? They drink and do drugs and nothing this happens to everyone, but it's quite common. And do all these things that you just mentioned because all that excess adrenaline, they don't know how to handle. So having you on the show, Scott, who understand these things and is the the spiritual Joe Rogan, I should say, yeah, is going to be really beneficial for my audience, man, because these are the things that we're going to tackle today. And, and dude, uh, I'm just smiling ear to ear if people can't see just because like that is me. I am the uh, I spent my 20s. Wolf, that's what they call me in New York, the Wolf of Wall Street. That's what we were doing. We were rolling. Uh, you just chase stuff. And listen, we can get even deeper into this of like, what is the purpose of life? And what that, that, that we can go that way. But let's stick. Let's stick to it. Um, but I've been I went to doctors for my adrenaline and um, some people just naturally have it. So for me, if you met me in the gym, if you met me on a football field, you'd be like, who is this psychopath? In my 20s, I was the kid that was I was it's easy for me to go. But if most of us can't control it and that stuff always came back to bite me in my butt because uh, for any time I'd get into kind of weird situations. So for example, I had debilitating stage fright for most of my life up until two years ago. And I said, when I turned 30, I'm going to tackle my biggest fear head on. And I lost, uh, I would, I lost being a best man at my cousin's wedding. I lost, uh, you know, job opportunities, things that like, it's so dumb to me now. Cause now I'm a, I'm a standup comedian. Like I do this. So that's part of why I became, I did, I, I became comedy because I believe fear and why you fear something is just so interesting to me. And I tortured myself for, for years about never attacking this. And it's so funny now. I look back and I laugh at it. And that's one thing I'll tell people, listen, if you have a fear, there's a lesson to be learned in that fear. And if you go like, if you just attack that straight on, there will be, there's gold at the other side. That is, you know, you have to, I say, attack your dragon. And this is why the myth, I'm, I'm very into myths and understanding like why we attract things so much on that level. Like why do people love dragons? Uh, why is the dragon holding gold? The dragon is holding your gold. The dragon is your fear and your fear is holding the answer to your question. That is where your gold is. So if you go towards it, uh, instead of running away from it, not only will you be in a better position, but you can laugh about it. Like I am like, it's, it's, I still just, it's funny, man. So. You're on point, man. You're on point. And more people need to hear this. I mean, definitely more people need to hear this. It's Thank funny you, you made the connection with uh, now you're a comedian, but you used to have stage fright. Weird quick story. When I first started, I, I, I can't stand public speaking. I used to hate public speaking. I used, to, I used to get nervous. I used to get sweaty. The first episode of Zika Health Show, even though it wasn't live, I recorded it at least three times. Yep. Because every, every time I did it, I didn't sound right. I sounded too dead. I was nervous. And it took many episodes for me to get to over that hump to where I felt comfortable. And we, I'm sure you already know all the things that I've done or some of the things that I've done to get me over that hump, right? And practice is also one of them, like uh, AI would say, we're talking about practice. Practice, exactly. practice is important, right? 
But now let's go a little bit further now. The mind-body connection. What exactly is that? Okay. So now if we're looking at this from a health standpoint, right? Um, they did a test and you guys can double check me. I don't know where the test is, but just it's called uh, when, when you hear, even when you hear Arnold talking about, um, you know, put your, put your mind in the muscle. Um, so what, what they did with this, with this, with this um, kind of study was they had 10 bodybuilders and they had them lip doing uh, dumbbell, uh, you know, curls. Right. And they, they told them, do it, do it regularly. And then they, so that would be the control exam. So you had these guys lifting 20, 20 pound dumbbells, whatever they had it over an eight week period. Then they had uh, another group who focused particularly on, on putting this mind body, call it mind muscle connection. And what that was, was you, you know, I'm sure for people who are listening or to fitness, but there's people in the gym who are just doing the, doing the bicep curl, right? Not really paying attention. And there's people who are staring at their bicep and getting into it and making every rep count and making everything, whatever, whatever, however you want to kind of word this, that, that other group that didn't have any weights in their arms, but were still doing it and mindfully controlling it, that group, their muscles grew over 50% more. They did this test with piano, uh, people playing the piano that have done it, do your regular practice. Then they removed the piano from people, just had them focus on each key and had a little thing in front of them. They learned 50% more. And the point of this comes back to my point of consciousness is like, when you are truly present in the moment of everything you're doing, you become more effective. And that's how people get better. And if you listen to Kobe talk about it, you talk about Jordan, talk about it. This, these are the things that successful people can turn on. Um, most successful people, I think, aren't even aware they're doing it, but these are things I've kind of studied. And by having um, getting a chance to my day job to talk to billionaires every day, I kind of just pick up these little cues. And that understanding that being truly present in your moment and while you're working out, that will be the biggest change. And I've been doing this like with people in the gym and changing, just having them focus a little more. That's the key. Um, and really wanting to, to sit in that pain because the, the pain coming back to your fears, your pain is where the muscle will grow. Um, and I could attest this because I went, I put on about 25, 30 pounds of muscle now in the last two years, just from not obviously you're changing it, you're pushing it, you're doing the right dieting and stuff. But th that's been the biggest effect for me is understanding this mind, muscle, mind, body connection. Wow. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge because I'm going to give you an example because I'm going to talk about music for a little bit. Right. So I played a guitar, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Bob Marley or, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not an expert, but you know, I can dabble a little bit and, but I love to play reggae. That's one of my favorite styles to play, especially in the morning time. I'm more of a reggae guy because it gets me into that Zen mode kind of that. Sure. And when I close my eyes and play, the experience is so much better. The music sounds so much better. And to the point though, like when I'm playing my chords and I close my eyes and I just strike certain chords and I hear the music and I sing the right words and it's a whole experience. And that's why most of the time that I play, I'm not around people or I go into the back where I'm, I'm by the dam or I'm around the animals, right? Like the ducks and stuff. And Hopefully the alligator doesn't jump out of there and eat me one of these days. But, <laughs> you know, that's that might be the end of the Zika Hell show. But, you know, being in nature and just closing my eyes and meditating, it's a whole different experience, you know, and, and yeah. Dude, and what you're doing, like it's so I'm reading a book about this, about the 
It's called uh, Lack and Transcendence. It's a book about why we've had this, why all of us feel like a little off, why you feel like I'm not enough. And it's just getting, but it gets deep into that. Is it the cause of death? Is it this? And it's breaking it down to levels that I can't even articulate yet. But they were saying that the one way that you could reverberate this feeling of just not feeling enough is through music. And because that, that what you just described, what you're doing in the morning, that, that how you feel, if you, if you just took that on a scale of one to 10, you probably feel like a 10. In that moment, when Zico's sitting by himself, and you feel almost the transcendence of life and like you are basically living the cosmic world in just that one moment. That is the feeling of that is what everybody wants to feel over and over again. And that's what constantly we are chasing. That's why we're looking for meaning. That's why we're looking for this. That's why you want to chase this. You want to go after this girl. You want to do this. It's all feeling that. And there's a reason why we, why music it's then when people ask me why I meditate, why I take my, my meditation practice so seriously, well, what are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to do? And it's the same thing as music. It's the same thing as dancing. We are not trying to, get, when I dance, I'm not dancing to, I'm not dancing for a purpose. I'm dancing to dance. When you're playing your guitar, you're not playing it for a purpose. You're playing to play. You're playing for that feeling. That is the reason why I meditate. And that's the reason why I believe in everything that I talk about, because I used to be looking for purpose in life. I used to be, and I, I every month I go to um, Hawaii. I pick a different island. I'll sit there. And it's, it's almost uh, like an old shaman practice of shutting down all of the outside connections. I don't want to be called Scott. I don't want to have people's perceptions of me being pushed down. And you almost lose, if you don't talk to somebody for about a week, you'll lose that sense of, of, who, of, of actual identity. And then you start becoming who you are meant to be. Like that true version of Zico, that true version. And I'm not saying people take a month off and do this, but just turn to put your phone down for a day and hang out. And when you start seeing that, things will pop up that never popped up before. For example, for me, it was podcast, it was comedy. I never thought I could do it. I'm a kid from Brooklyn. We're supposed to, you know, uh, girls, women, booze, Italian mafia movies, all that good stuff. And um, when I started to remove these things, like that's, I think that's where people think um, the, the more developmental journey is. It's like adding pieces to it. For me, if you add courage, you're good. Everything else is kind of unlaying these, these illusions almost that, that make life more clear. So it's not so much you have to add stuff to yourself. Just It's almost taking away um, that, that, will, that will give you the, the enlightenment or give you your clarity. You know, I could be playing to uh, trying to sell out Madison Square Garden one day. So, you know, that could be my purpose. Exactly. Exactly. Saying, and even, <laughs> no, dude, it's going to happen, though. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, a boy can dream, right? Of course. And no, and, and you need those. But the journey to that garden, it will be your life. So let's say you do it, right? You're not going to do it tomorrow. You're going to do it, let's say, 10 years from now. That whole journey is the purpose of life. It's not just that garden because that's going to be great. You're going to rock that. And then next is going to be um, you know, LA and then this center. That's But that journey is the purpose of life. So I kept looking, like, what's my purpose? And it's like, this is my purpose. Like right now, having this conversation with Zico on the, on an amazing podcast, like this is my purpose. This is it now. And when you start looking at it that way, like by a daily basis, everything becomes easier. So, and even for people who are dieting, I gotta, when, when, when I say to, when I say to somebody like uh, my cousin's overweight, he's getting married in a year. You gotta, you gotta, you have to be, you have to be consistent with this diet every day for the next year. It sounds a lot. If I just say, yo, let's just get through today. Just eat. All you gotta do is eat right today. We'll just, we're gonna do this again tomorrow. All of a sudden, Everything else becomes easier when you start looking in, in the moment. You're not worrying about the past. The past is the past was created for you not to make mistakes. It's not meant for you to be upset about this mistake you made with your mom. That's that's screw that. It's meant for you to just learn from your mistakes. The future is just for you uh, to 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 be able to barter with yourself. And this is how I I learned how to diet. Was I'm bar I'm like when I eat right, I'm not bartering with Scott today because if if I'm being selfish and I want to eat something now, 
I'm going to eat a, I'm going to eat a pizza. No. How am I going to feel tomorrow? How am I going to feel next week? What am I going to look like next week? These are leverage points that people could use for anything um, to get stuff done. So uh, for anybody that's going to sit down uh, when they hear this and say, well, what, what, where, why should I, um, I just want to watch TV for that hour. Well, where would you be if you took an hour out of your TV and you learned the guitar, you, you went on a run, you did anything you want. That's the best part of life is it's the meaning you give it. That's why life is so great to me, man. It's like, it's all about the meaning you give it. I have nothing. That's why I help people all the time. And it's like, I, I just love it. Cause it's, it's your journey. It's, it's about the meaning you give. That's key. It's about the meaning that you give, you know, mm-hmm. they always say what opinions are like buttholes, right? Everybody has one. Some say everybody has one and they all stink, but that's what they take a little bit further, right? But it's about about the meaning that you give, not about the meaning that they give to you. You have Mm -hmm. to focus on yourself. Now, what you're saying is already amazing, right? So then let's add on to that. We know the importance of the mind-body connection. We We talked in length about that just a while ago. But then if we know this and we should be working on improving ourselves so we can focus fun- function at an optimal level. Why do we tend to find ourselves living by other people's expectations? Man, this is, if you looked at me when I was 26, this would be six or seven years ago. Um, and I think it's by a psychological thing. You want to be, you want to get that, that okay from everybody. Uh, for me, I just wanted my mother's approval. I'm a mama's boy. I love my mother. We have a great relationship. I can't listen to her no more. When you hit a point, there's a certain point you hit in your life where you're just like, I think, you know, you always think your parents have the answer. And then you hit a point where it's like, they don't know what's best for me, A, because I have to take this journey by myself. But um, for me, I just kind of made every mistake in the book. So my mother said, get a good job, get a big paying job. I want you to be a millionaire, uh, get a million dollars thing, be married by 26, marry a nice, rich Italian girl, get a big wedding, get the big ring. I did all that. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, what the, what the hell's going on here? I don't have, this doesn't feel right to me. Um, and I, I still ponder that. Why do, why do you do? I think most of it is fear. Um, most people don't know what they want. Most people don't take the time. At least I didn't when I was in college, I was worried about women and boozing. Um, you're not worrying about what, what values do I want? It's one thing to say, I want to be a potter. I want to be a painter or painter. I want to be whatever. It's about why do you want to do those things? Why do you want, what are the values connected through that? And the six major um, values for anybody listening, there's six major values that we're all um, kind of connected to. And I'm more than happy to talk about these. They're love, connection, uh, growth, certainty, uncertainty, and then um, contribution. And those six things, if you take that and you think about it, what is actually really important for that? For me, uh, my, the two that always pop up, and there's tests you could take on this and just type in uh, the six human human needs. Um, for me, the two things that really popped up was contribution and growth. Uh, I love growing. I'm very curious. I can't get enough of knowledge, any knowledge. Uh, every week I'm reading a philosophy book. I'm reading psychology books. I'm doing all this stuff, but also contribution. So that's how I kind of got the idea for the podcast because those two really line up. And that's why you're probably the same, Zico, why it's so easy for you to do this. Like This doesn't feel like work because you're really not working. And typically, people who are very happy at their jobs and they say it's not like work, their values line up very well with what they're actually doing on a day-to-day basis. That is so true, man. That is so true. And it's, it's, that's exactly how I feel the same way with my show. It's, it's, it's not work. When I train a client, it doesn't feel like work. When I talk about nutrition, when, I, when someone reaches out to me and answer a question, when I have to read a book, 
like after this, I'm going to take a mineral soak with some Epsom salt and uh, some magnesium, pop out one of my favorite books. I'm reading a book on adrenaline right now and mental health, the one I mentioned earlier. And I'm just going to read a few chapters and learn more that I can bring to you, my audience. And by the way, the author of that book will be on this podcast in uh, in a little bit as well. Wow, that's amazing, dude! I'm taking after after comedy tonight. I'm taking my bath through Monday nights are for my Epsom salt and and my magnesium and all all that stuff. So I'm with you. <laughs> it's this amazing feeling, man. It's an amazing, especially for guys like us who train a lot, or should I say, even for females who train a lot, not not leaving anybody out, not leaving mm-hmm. anybody out. Mm-hmm. A magnesium with uh with some Epsom salt, whoo. Uh, like dude, so have you ever heard of a deprivation tank, sensory deprivation tank? I have, yes. Dude, so uh, in my old house, I had one built. Uh, and this is probably why I went a little, I'm very spiritual now. So for people who don't know, uh, what they do is uh, put you in a tank for 60 minutes. They make it about 12 inches of water. They make it the same uh, temperature as your body weight. Pump 2,000 pounds of magnesium and Epsom salt. So obviously, you're going to feel great on a mental side, on a, on a physical side, should I say. On a mental side, you're literally turning off all your senses. So you're in pitch blackness, and you're getting a chance just to be by yourself. So I, I started doing this. Uh, I built one. And I, I, I started, I'm, I'm like, again, like you, super, got to go, go, go. And I, I want to get great at whatever that is. I was doing it every morning. And just that calm, that's, that, that's what really changed me. Like, I think it really changed my consciousness. Because when you take the, that morning, and you know, again, people, you don't got to sit in a freaking tank and be nuts like me. Just sit with your thoughts for 30, 40 minutes in the morning. Don't let, don't, you, when you start your day off and you go out to your phone, you're going to react. You're going to start looking at the email. You're going to worry about the girl said. You're going to worry about the guy text. You're going to worry about this. You're going to worry about the stock market. Don't do that. Sit with your mind and d- d- call it introspection. Call it journaling. Call it med- Call whatever you'd like. I promise you, if you do that in the morning, your day will be wonderful, wonderful. And that's what I do. I have a power hour that I kind of set up uh, before I get to the gym, meditations, uh, some gratitude, and all these little things are psychological needs. Like you can't feel uh, depression, anger, any of the negative uh, feelings while feeling grateful. So I sit there for about two or three minutes, that's all it takes, and I really feel grateful. I don't say I'm grateful. I, I feel it. And that, that's the difference um, between, oh, I'm just going to do, I know, no, you have to feel it. You have to be, comes back to that mind-body connection. When you're, I, I'm in the moment and I'm feeling it. These things change your life. I had Jess Brain on the show a few weeks ago. Um, and she, of course, she, Jess Brain, she actually, she's, um, she, her work is on the brain and her last name is Brain, which is funny. Oh, wow. Enough. Look at that. I know, right? Kind of how, funny how the universe works itself out. But she, one thing she said, though, she said, uh, try to think a negative thought while you're laughing or smiling. It's almost impossible. Like I sat there for a couple of minutes while she was talking, trying to think a negative thought with a big smile yeah. on my face. And it was like it was it was it was a challenge. I, had, it, I eventually got there, but I had to put a lot of mental energy into it to find something bad to think about. So, yes, experiencing it, being there. Huge, man. So huge. So. We're then living by other people's expectations, right? Now that creates a conundrum, right? Which is that most of us struggle to be our true selves. So why, what do you have to add to say would cause this? So a lot of people think that there, there's like a, there's this, again, we'll come back to a yin and yang and like there, there's, a, there's a cost for everything, right? So everybody, I think we're a generation that our parents busted their butts. They worked hard. We were all told you're a snowflake. You're special. You are unique, right? You are that whatever. I know I'm that way. I have to, I have to have passion and purpose. I can't just be go pick up 
whatever my mom was doing. My, my grandfather was a cab driver. I'm not doing it. I'm not driving a cab. I'm supposed to be unique, right? But when you're told this, that means that you feel kind of differentiated compared to like you want, but you also at the same point want to be in the norm. So like, this is a fun little, little hypocritical thing that we are just built as humans to be. I want to be unique. I want to be special. I want to have the biggest podcast. I want to be a Star Wars Zico and have this be on millions. But at the same point, I kind of want to be a part of the part of everybody else. I don't want to feel like a weirdo. So that, that mindset, a lot of people, don't, they don't even realize that. And these are things that you can't, it's the way that the human condition is built. So you're not going to be able to, to, to think yourself out of it. This is the way you are. This is the way all of us are. And some people, some coaches, some personal development people, this is why I, I'm very careful with the words I use. Some people could use this to, to get money from you and make you, oh, well, no, I'm going to make you feel this way. No, we all feel this way. Like I, I give up all the hints because I don't I, I'm, I don't want no money. I just want people to wake up a little bit. Um, so you have to be able to understand this and go, okay, now from there, you accept that, that you're going to feel a little off regardless. You have to think and, and be able to, to say what do I really want to do? And I would come back to the things that we kind of seem to found ours with podcasting, but like my sister um, started baking cookies. She's a cop, loves being a cop in the NYPD. She's obsessed with baking cookies. What I started giving her a little of this, well, I can't make money from baking cookies. Why can't you make money from baking cookies? There's usually, if you keep asking yourself why, there's a limiting belief that was just created there. Because for me and my family, we were nobody ever thought you could make money from this from whatever, even what I do, you're all conditioned to, to think certain things. So if you keep digging and say, well, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to be a potter. I was, I had a potter. I, I met a guy in Hawaii who just does pottery. It was amazing. I was like, this is, he's so happy, so calm. And usually there's a belief in there. That's going to knock out the, your, your, the, the thought that you can do it. Um, and so, so what do people do? They go get a nine to five job and then they'll eat them alive. And then they just wait to retirement. And what are you doing? You're sitting there sacrificing your happiness and your calmness and your mental health now to be 65 and be able to, to relax life. then that's, that doesn't seem like the way to, to be happy to me. I agree. And coming with that, then you're 60, 65, right? But then comes the health problems and you don't have energy to do the things that you want to do and all the things that could happen. And a lot of it is because, or most of it, if not all of it is because of the decisions that you made up to that point the stress you put your mind and your body through, again, the mind-body connection up to that point, there is no secret that stress shortens our life, not just raise our blood pressure, not just keep our cortisol high, but our telomeres, right? Keep, it shortens them, which is the end of chromosomes, right? And we know that, you know, you need them, the lengthier they are, there's a connection between longer telomeres and um, the length of your life, yes, right? Absolutely. So, so then, you know, it shortens your life in so many different ways. And it's crazy enough that it shows that even meditation has aspects that can extend them and extend your life. Mindfulness, playing music, gargling, you know, those, and you know, you know, you've listened to a lot of my episodes that I talk a lot about gut health, but all these things that we're talking about also does good things for your gut. Crazy enough. And I've had experts on my show that, that talk about these things as well. So everything that we're doing is not a tactic to say, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to feel amazing the rest of my life. No, that's not what it is. It's not a tactic. It's not a trick. It's putting together everything that you can put together so you can function at that time. It's like a car. I'm not a big car guy, but if you have a car and you do an upgrade on your car, right? And you're like, you know what? Engine sounds good, but I feel like I can kick it up a notch. 
So they make another upgrade. You're like, this sounds amazing. I mean, better than any other car on the road. But then you start to get addicted. I feel like I can kick it up a notch. And that's the same thing with your body, with your mind, with your emotions. Like when you get into that space, like where you are now, when you dropped all that weight, right? And then you drop the weight and then you realize, okay, I need to start building muscle. And then you start learning about the mind and everything else. And every time you, you do something that you improve on, you feel like, man, I can kick it up a notch. I can keep yes. it up a notch. And that's why... People like you and I who are in this space are going to always keep reading and learning and sharing because we're always on that mindset to where, not to where it's unhealthy or addictive, but to where you know you can improve on where you already are. Absolutely. And this comes down to, uh, I don't know if we touched on it yet, but that, that fixed mindset versus the, the growth mindset. So people, you know, it's Carol Dweck, if you guys type into Carol Dweck, she's the creator, beautiful psychologist, Stanford degree, all that good stuff. Uh, she created this fixed mindset versus growth mindset. So if, if I set up two people for you, there's the fixed mindset person, which they will tell you, uh, I can't get smarter. My intelligence is my intelligence. Uh, they avoid challenges. They see effort, the effort you do when I, when I do comedy, I have, I have people mouth. Oh, why, why are you doing that? What do you think it'd be Joe Rogan? Uh, they don't take feedback. They're threatened by other success. And then you have the other side of people. That would be the growth mindset people. That would be embrace your challenges, uh, persist, perseverance, despite the obstacles. Look at every failure. Like, like, it, like it's not a failure. Like it's just one other time before I get to success. Um, you see effort as a, as a, a pathway to, to self-mastery, to mastering yourself, to master your mind, learning from criticism, being inspired by others instead of you know being down on others. Some people think you're born with growth mindset or you're born with fixed mindset. I believe that I was a fixed mindset person. I, I thought I can't, you know, I'm smart, I'm pretty good at this. I, I can't, I can never go on stage. What are you crazy? That was some BS. It was all in my mind. It took a ton of reps, took a lot of work, took a lot of stress, but you do it. You could do it. If you want to do anything in this world, you truly, truly can. I, I firmly, firmly believe that, my friend. I definitely agree as well. I mean, I'm still trying to fly, so I don't know if that theory applies to that. But uh, I, guess we'll I don't know. Out Never point. know. Never know. Science, 100 years from now, maybe Zico will be flying. Exactly. You know, 100 years from now might be in another body, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> so, so we talk a lot about limits and limits we place on ourselves. So I'm not going to harp on that a lot anymore, right? I want to move on a little bit and talk about how do we break through these limits? Okay. Breaking through your limits. So for, I think a lot of people, the things that we're talking about here, and even it's a human thing to do what you're good at, right? You're going to be able to, uh, I don't know, let's just say for me, I was always really good at math. But again, I was bad at public speaking. I was bad at being creative. I never wanted to touch it. Um, most of the time, I was, you're not even conscious to it. So I'd say this mindfulness, all this stuff, self-awareness, you have to be able to get that to that level to start um, being able to understand where your strengths and weaknesses lie. So you have to understand that. And then from there, you have to be able to, like the biggest thing I, I tell people do, this is, it's, it's rough. You have to go to somebody that you're very close to, uh, somebody that you trust. I would say your best friend, if you could, um, or not, don't go to your mother, don't go to your father, don't go to your family, go to your friend and say, listen, man, I'm going down this path. Um, I just, I just want to get, I just feel like there's something I could do a little better. Is there anything I could do as a friend or as a person that maybe you would never say to me, I'm telling you it's, it's open, it's free. Please tell me I'm looking for help. And you will see, you will get an answer that will never go through your mind because it's unconscious. You don't want to know that. You don't want to see that. For me, I was told by a couple of people, 
you know, uh, I'm a big personality, Zico. I come off a little way. I come off a little too much, maybe. So I was told work on humility. And I was happy to hear that because I was like, okay, this makes me feel a little bit of a better person. I didn't understand what I was doing. Um, so just being aware of these little things and somebody can even tell you, you know, maybe you could work out harder in the gym or if it's a work buddy, uh, maybe you could do this more efficiently. Something on that level to just, you're trying to, to your weaknesses want to stay your weaknesses. You, they're, they're unconscious. So, for, then, so first you're becoming aware, then you're making these conscious. And then it's how do I, um, how do I get about doing this. A lot of it's repetition. A lot of it is believing that you could change. That 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 belief is the biggest one. I'll give you another example of the belief. So they put um, a rat in in water and let it uh, and let it try to swim. The the rat could swim for ten seconds. It was able to stay above water. Then what they did was they put a rat in, dropped it in, then took it out. And put it out and then let it do it again. Now, with that, what that told the rat was that you're going to survive this. So that rat stood above the water for about two and a half hours. So that is the power of belief in all of us. So as long as like believing it, actually believing that you can do something is the, the hardest part of this. Then once you have that whole process, it's easy once you type in how to how to get a goal done, right? There's there's you set up a nice 90-day goal. You set up how you're going to get those done in, in small steps, and then you go there and you bang them out every day and be consistent doing it. It's just that it's that simple for somebody like me again, who's going and easy to go. It's being coming aware, making the your weakness conscious, saying I want to work on this, being able to believe that you could actually w- work on that, and banging out the the procedures to do so. That research with the rat is wow. That's. Yeah, I'll send it wow. to you after this. I'll send it to you after this. It's it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Just that that but that belief. Um, that that was the uh, that was a book actually from a, a book called um, Breaking. I believe it was called Breaking Bad Habits. Something about breaking habits. Um, but that's the the hardest thing when it comes to you know my father and we could. I'll tell you a story about my father. It's crazy too. My father's a uh, recovering gambling guy, ga- uh, recovering alcoholic. That's the biggest thing people preach is that the belief you have to believe you can do things. If if, if you're never going to take somebody to water and get them to, to believe in something or they have to want to want to do it. And that's that's what all, most of this stuff comes down to is belief. Who believe themselves in basketball, right? MJ, Kobe, those are the those are the guys that go down in history. Exactly. And what people stand on the way by the wayside will say, oh, they you know they they're narcissists or whatever they are, but their attitude is what got them to where they are, right? Because yeah. they believe in themselves. And we're, look, and we're lucky enough to sit here and, and, and like use that as data, right? To so say, okay, well, listen, in that belief, like I'm a person who belief did not come innately. Like I'm telling you, I, it takes me a lot to believe in myself and do all that jazz. But, you know, there's that kind of, when, when you have that, that narcissism, you could, you can get the belief without the narcissism now, because we've got all the tools to get you there. So it's like the best of all the worlds. Exactly. Now, so now we're talking about breaking limits, right? We're, we're moving to that next level. We're feeling balls to the walls, amazing. We're just, you're just awesome at this point, right? What are some healthy ways that we can actually reward ourselves when we're now at this level? Oh, dude, you got to celebrate it, man. We don't look back. I'm a big proponent. Uh, listen, that this whole Western philosophy of hustle and bustle and work your, I'm not saying don't do that, but it's nice to look back after, let's say that you did your three months. Now you wanted to Zico, give me something. What, what is something you would want to do in three months that, that maybe you never thought of doing or something that, that you never thought that you don't believe you could do that, but, but you want to do it. 
Parasail. Parasail. You do it. Takes the whole thing. He's stressing out. We set it up. He doesn't believe all that. You do it. Why not celebrate that? Maybe maybe journal it. If, if that like I'm a, I'm a big proponent of that. Some because I'm the type of person. I'm on to the next thing. Listen, we hit this goal. Like uh, I was um, use an example. I wanted to uh, to just enter a comedy showcase. That's all I wanted to do. New York City is the mecca for this. I'm up up against killers. There's no way I'm going to win this. I just want to show up. I was about t- uh, a year, year and a half into doing my comedy. My cousins called me and said, listen, uh, guess what? We signed you up. Can't do anything about it. You got 45 days to prepare. They told me that I threw up. I threw up instantly because this is this is the big show. 450, 500 people. There's going to be SNL, blah, 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 all this stuff. I felt so sick. I never got better in my life. I, I've never gotten better at something in my life than those 45 days in common because the pressure is what makes the diamond. The pressure is that that was the, my dragon. I had my dragon and I'm, I never worked harder in my life. I never prepared more. I was in that tank. I was in there every day prepping, 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 prepping. What happens? I win that showcase. I goddamn won the showcase, got a development deal. Unbelievable. Not, that shattered my, where I thought, I, I just wanted to not embarrass myself. Shattered what you could do. It shattered everything. Um, I lost the question, Zico. I'm sorry. I went off on my tangent. <laughs> no worries. But so you, you, you just got hit it right there, though, when you're talking about meeting your goals. Now you're there. You had the showcase. Yes. So, so, what, so that's what, what we're doing. We can do to reward ourselves. Yes. So you want to sit back on that and be able to to really in, in learn from it. A, well, not let's not learn from it. Let's celebrate it first. So journal that really capture like how you feel, like how like this is this is what we've been waiting for. This is why you did everything is to have this feeling of accomplishment and this and whatever um, things that you feel. Now that is going to be your juice when you get to this next level. Because when you get to it's like a, it's like a game, right? So now you get up here, and now there's another plateau to get. So for me, and I would say getting to this plateau in comedy was pretty easy. This next one is, is struggle, and I use that momentum that I still remember that day. Like when I when I think back, like what was literally that was the best Zico without a question. That was the best day in my life. Not, not even a, not a, I've done so many accomplishments, made money, this girl, CPA exam, all these tests, nothing. I've never felt better in my life. And that is the juice that will keep you forward. Not only celebrating it, understanding it. And even when, when you, you can even look at it, be a little bit, if you want to trying to be efficient, because I know Zico likes to be efficient, say, where, where did I really hit the nail on the head there? What are the things I did really right? And what are the things I could work on? You don't want to say wrongs. What are the things you could work on? Just you just get a little tighter and a little better. Um, and if you take that approach, man, just you're you're unstoppable because then you now you have the momentum. Now you have momentum rolling with you, and then everything's easy. You're definitely right. My friends laugh at me because they'll get a random phone call from me, and I'll play a song that I've been practicing for weeks sometimes. And I'll play the song on my guitar, and they can just hear how happy I am, and just in the background, just kind of laughing. And I do that with, I'll end up on that one session. I'll just call like five different people. Like and just play that song for those random people, family members, some friends, so on and so forth, because I've been working on this song and I got it. And even though it's not the song that you want to hear, it's a song that I worked on. I want to celebrate that song. And I'm huge on that. My podcast, every time my podcast hit another metric, right? I know my friends and I know the ones who are going to say to me, okay, so now we're going to improve on that. Well, we're going to do that. And I'll stop them. I'll say, hold on. I just found out today that my podcast, like, for example, today I found out my podcast is top 1% in the world. I'm not talking about the next thing I'm going to do to make it better. I'm talking about celebrating the fact I'm about to go to Jamaica 
I'm going to be celebrating the fact that my podcast is top one, 1% in the world. That's huge accomplishment, especially sir, since the show has been around for like a year and a, not even a year and a half yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm going to celebrate that moment instead of thinking what to improve on. Of course, I'm going to improve on the show, bring wonderful quality for my, my wonderful audience out there, of course, but I'm going to stop and look at, okay, I enjoy that moment. Talk about it, bask in it. Like my brother, he's just like me when I call him and he, I text him and I, I send him the screenshot and he called me immediately. And he was just talking about, man, I wish he's in Alabama. I'm in Florida. It's like, I wish we were around. We would go hang out. This is celebration moment, right? Yes. Well, I grew up in, in the islands. That's how we are. We celebrate moments. And sometimes we even now we're forgetting that. So celebrating and enjoying it. And then once I get, well, after I do that or within that process, I can start thinking about little things. Like I just bought $600 or actually $700 worth of studio equipment uh, just last week, right? To upgrade my podcast. So my sound can be better for my wonderful audience out there. Exactly. But I'm not going to just focus on making my podcast better because I'm enjoying the fact that enough people, for some reason, like to listen to this crazy guy. And learn from this crazy guy and the amazing guests that I bring on to this show. Because if I don't celebrate those wins, what's the point of having this Eka Health show just to get up here and just talk? You got to celebrate those moments. And, and even with the gym, right? What do they say? You can only lift hard for five or six weeks. You got to take that recovery period, man. That, that's You got to take recovery to enjoy the moment. What, what, like, you know, it's it's the, the point of life. You don't want to always be grinding. You got to enjoy it. And, and dude, I'm, I'm glad. Congratulations. This is this is it. Thank you, man. That means a lot. That means a lot. So anything you'd like to add? Because I've already asked the questions that I was planning to asking. We are running up on the hour, but we have some time. So anything you want to add that we haven't discussed? I would just tell people, uh, anybody listening, there's a, there's a voice in your head, right? When you're, when you're doing these goals or if you're a fitness person and you're just do not be so hard on yourself. Um, this is a, for people like us, you can maybe the same way, like for people who are doers and are perfectionists, there's a price to be paid. And the price to be paid for me was I was extremely hard on myself. And that voice, uh, there's ways to calm that down with the mindfulness and all that stuff. That voice will use it for, for the right reasons. Use it to get to, the, to your next level. Do not let it destroy you. It is there to guide you. Um, and that is the only thing I was just, I just wanted to, to, to say, because that's something, um, I see a lot in, uh, you know, my podcast, a lot of young, young kids listen at 18, 25. And I just know that voice can make or break you and listen, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And when you start understanding these things that even if you don't hit your goal, you just go right back at it. Obviously we could say all that stuff and don't stop moving and keep, you know, we all, we know that by now, um, make sure you enjoy everything that you're doing in every single moment, whether it's cleaning your room whether it's sitting with somebody at work they don't want to sit with. Enjoy these moments because it is about the quality of your life. You're going to look back and say, I really enjoyed this or I really made, you know, there's two people in life. There's people who dance their way through things that anything that comes by, just brush off their shoulder and you kind of swing through it and everything's easy. And there's people who, eh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I don't want to do that. Oh, what's, oh, why is this person say? Don't be that person. Just dance through life and you'll be good. That's it, man. Dance like nobody's watching. That's the best way mm. to dance. Hells yeah. Thank you, Scott. This is a fantastic episode, man. You're going to have to be on the show in the future. You know what? 
DJ, I want to be on your show because we need we need to continue this conversation. Dude, you ruined my whole freaking ending. I was gonna ask you to be on the show, man. God damn it. That was my big that was my big thing for the end of this episode. Of course. See, bro. I completely messed everything up. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm forward thinking too much. I'm forward thinking too much. It means we're on the same, up? bro. We're on the same wavelength. That's what that means. That's good stuff. Exactly, exactly. So how, how, how can uh how can my audience get in touch with you? Yeah, anybody just type in cause and the effect podcast. Um, go to the, the website, Instagram. I'm always here to answer. And if anybody has questions, fitness, mindfulness, like seriously, um, email me causing the effect podcast at gmail.com. There's no selling, there's no money. I'm here to help. I really believe uh somebody put me on this earth to be a vessel to help others. And it's just that simple, my man. And trust me, you do what you do, everything else you're talking about, money, growth. Everything else will come with it. Like I said, my, my podcast, as much as taken off in such a short period of time, never, never thought it was going to grow this fast. That's because I love what I do. I spend countless hours that I don't think when people say, how much time do you spend on your podcast? Always. I, was, I don't really know because I study, I make up the questions, I answer emails, I go, I, I talk in different groups, I do public speaking and so many different things that I don't really consider work. So for me, I can't say it's not like it's a nine to five for me, but I love it. And people are seeing that and seeing that being that I'm genuine and Scott is also genuine and you don't have to be a podcaster, but you can find little things that you love. Like one of my friends, she, she creons, that's what she does. And, you know, she just gets in there a little moment and she does a little creons and she, it makes her feel great. For some people it can be playing a musical instrument. Because some people can just be sitting outside and watching the birds and listening to the birds. And you know, just find something for yourself. That's really what this podcast, this episode is about. Because then you can start to make your, you start to function better and feel astastic. And with that being said, thank you. Thank you, Scott. It's a fantastic episode and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, buddy. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Zico Hell Show. If you got good quality content out of this or any of my episodes, save, subscribe, and share it with family, friends, co-workers, or anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.